Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. (laughs) Thank you for joining with me. Yes, let's have a miraculous healing together. I'm in. I'm in. It's a snowy day here in Vermont. We've been getting a lot of snow, and uh, I love it, frankly. (laughs) The trees, the forest, the woods, the mountains, the fields, everything I can see from my office windows here is just stunning. All right. Well, let's begin with a blessing and a prayer, as we always do. So, hand on our heart, taking that breath, partnering up with that higher Holy Spirit self, we are grateful and thankful to come together for the holy purpose of remembering our true identity and our true nature is perfect love. It always has been and it always will be. We are grateful to relinquish attack thoughts. We are willing to hold the highest and best for ourselves and for everyone. We are grateful and thankful to open our hearts to a healing, a transformation. So we're surrendering the belief in lack and attack, limitation and separation. We are willing to let go of that aggressive, divisive mindset. And we are willing to think the thoughts that we think with the Holy Spirit, with the higher self. We are grateful and thankful to share the benefits of our healing and our nourishing conversation with everyone because we are one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful we get to do this together. What a blessing. Oh, my goodness. What a time it is. It is a very challenging time. If you are feeling challenged, you are not alone. You are pretty much like everybody else. Uh, I, uh, as you may know, I do the Sundays with Spirit on Sundays now. And, of course, you can join us. It's a free service, Sundays with Spirit, Sunday service. Uh, We do it on Zoom, so you do have to register. And we broadcast it Facebook Live on the A Course in Miracles podcast page at Facebook. And um, in yesterday's service and the week before, I did... um, stay after service to talk with people, to answer questions, and to hear what people have to say about what's going on now, because this is so important to me that we join together, that we hold together, and that we do not get caught up in the ego mindset that is proliferating right now. Uh, I truly know that what's happening is more light is pouring into this world, Uh, And it illuminates what has been hidden in the darkness. And so it seems like there's a lot more intensity and divisiveness going on. But I don't actually think that there is. I think it's just where we can see it now. Yes, that is my perspective on it, my perception. So you you. You have your own perception, I'm sure, and uh, you can take mine with a grain of salt. But that, that is what I see, is that things that were hidden are now able to be seen. And I see it not just on the TV screen. I, I see it not just in the news, but I, I see it in my own family, that things are coming up for healing. I see it with my friends, my prayer partners. Uh, I see it with my co-workers at the Power of Love Ministry, and I see it with the folks who are in the Masterful Living community, 
I see it everywhere. Everywhere. So you probably do too. Lots and lots of things are coming up for healing. Now, that's a good thing. It's not fun, but it's still a good thing. Everything works together for good, and there are no exceptions except in the opinion of the ego, and that's not us. So we're not making any exceptions. We're claiming everything for our good. And one of the tools that I have learned over the years, particularly in my life as a prayer practitioner, I've been a science of mind practitioner for 20 years. Uh, I have my license from the Agape International Spiritual Center, and I have found that training to be very valuable. And uh, I, I feel that uh, it's imperative that we all step into that role of prayer practitioner, holding the high watch. So holding the highest and best for everyone. And that is our topic today, accept the highest and best that we accept it for ourselves and we accept it for everyone. So one of the patterns of the mind that I'm extremely familiar with, and you probably are too, is that when we don't like what someone did or didn't do, when we feel mistreated, when we feel abused, that it can be very tempting to go into the mindset of making decisions. Well, I've decided I'm not going to be their friend anymore. I've decided I'm not going to include them anymore. I've decided I'm not going to speak to them anymore. I've decided I don't need them in my life anymore, right? The mind goes to making those kinds of decisions. It's a very common, strong ego pattern. That we are going to, that we take offense, and then from that offense, we condemn, we punish, we ostracize. And this is how separation gets activated in our mind. This is how we keep it going. And... There's all kinds of arguments to be made for, well, you have to draw the line. You can't let people take advantage of you. Yes, you do have to draw the line. Yes, you can't let people take advantage of you. Because people are not able to take advantage of you unless you allow it, right? So that's how it is. And so, but here's the thing, that decision to hold someone outside our hearts, to put them on hold, to label them as unlovable, no longer worthy of our attention, that kind of decision that will always wound us, because it is a decision to keep separation going. And it's so tempting. It's so tempting. Oh my gosh, is it tempting? I don't think it's just me, but for me, that was one of the most tempting decisions. And it can still come up and have its little uh, stickiness, sticky ickiness with me. And so you may be experiencing that in your life right now with your relationships. There was a little bit of talk of that Sundays with Spirit. Uh, I can't remember now if it was yesterday or last week. But um, I think it was yesterday. And uh, so the thing for us to know is this. If we'd really like to awaken from the dream of pain and suffering, from the illusion of separation, if we'd like to stop repeating the same errors 
and the same learning experiences with greater and greater intensity. If we'd like to move out of density and live an inspired life instead, we have to stop making these decisions. We have to put spirit in charge. And for almost every spiritual student I ever talk with, putting spirit in charge is frightening because people don't trust God. They fear God. Why do they fear God? Because they feel guilty and unworthy because of doing things just like saying, I'm not, I'm giving them the boot from my life. I don't need to ever talk with them again. There's no place for them in my world. I'm done with them. What has she done for me lately? But that never brings us the life that we desire. It doesn't. It's like an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. As Gandhi said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth leaves the whole world blind and toothless. That's not our way. We are here to be truly helpful and to demonstrate perfect love. Teach only love, for that is what you are. This is our way. So those kinds of decisions we cannot make anymore. We have to say, nope, not doing that anymore. There's a better way. And that better way is the highest and best way. And the highest and best way for one person has to be the highest and best way for every person because we are one with each other. It's that simple. So we pray for the highest and best for ourselves, and we pray for the highest and best for our brothers and sisters. We pray for the highest and best for our world leaders. We pray for the highest and best for the people that we seem to despise. And we do as Jesus tells us to do. He tells us, say, you decide for me. You decide for me. To say that to him, you decide for me. Let's go to chapter 14, section 3, the decision for guiltlessness. Paragraph 16. Say to the Holy Spirit only, Decide for me, and it is done. For his decisions are reflections of what God knows about you. And in this light, error of any kind becomes impossible. Why would you struggle so frantically to anticipate all you cannot know when all knowledge lies behind every decision the Holy Spirit makes for you? Learn of his wisdom and his love and teach his answer to everyone who struggles in the dark. For you decide for them and for yourself. Okay, let's break this down because this is so important to our happiness. If we can have the strength of mind, the strength of heart, the courage in our heart, to say, I am choosing the highest and best for all. That's what I'm energizing. That's what I'm calling forth. That's what I'm allowing. That is what I am willing to hold in my mind. Holy Spirit, Jesus, you decide for me what that is. I don't know. You know. Make it plain to me. Make it clear in my mind. I am willing to give up all doubt that it can be done. I am willing to give up all my attack thoughts. I am willing to give up my hurt and my resentment. I am willing to give up the guilt and the pain and the shame. I am willing to give up the blame and the anger and the hopelessness and the despair, the depression. I'm willing to give it all up. What I ask for and what I, I truly am willing to accept is the highest and best for everyone. You decide for me how to get there. I am willing 
to travel in that direction, highest and best for all. You decide for me what that is, how it unfolds, how it's revealed. I am willing to have that level of trust and faith. Think about it. What's not to like about the highest and best for everyone? We think, oh, I might not like the highest and best. What? What? Why wouldn't you like the highest and best? Good Lord. Say to the Holy Spirit only, decide for me and it is done. Now, let's, let's take a look at these couple of sentences here. Again, the text, chapter 14, section 3, paragraph 16. It, this is what Jesus says. For his decisions are reflections of what God knows about you, and in this light, error of any kind becomes impossible. So, if we put the Holy Spirit in charge of our decisions, error of any kind becomes impossible. So if error of any kind becomes impossible, doesn't that mean that we could actually trust ourselves to discern the guidance of the Holy Spirit? I mean, wouldn't if, if willingness is all that's required of us, and we have the willingness to make this call, highest and best for everyone. Holy Spirit, you decide for me. What is the Holy Spirit? It's the higher, higher self. Higher self, you decide for me. It, wouldn't it be logical that the guidance that comes would come with everything that's necessary for us to clearly discern it? Wouldn't that make sense? If we're truly willing. Of course. So, error of any kind becomes impossible. What do we fear? We fear making mistakes, don't we? We fear getting it wrong, don't we? We fear acting out of anger, don't we? We fear of hurting ourselves. We know that so often we don't have our own best interests at hand. We don't. I mean, when we're self-medicating, drinking too much, eating too much, smoking too much, watching too much television, working too much, whatever it is that we're doing too much of, do we have our own best interests in mind? We don't. So wouldn't it make sense to move into a place where we begin to live highest and best for everyone spirit you decide for me make it plain make it clear make it easy for me to follow and understand show me the way bring a light into my mind that illuminates the darkness so that it becomes easy for me to see the highest and best choices I don't need to decide what the choices are. You can decide what the choices are. Because you will not make any errors. I mean, really, is it confusing? Is it hard to believe and understand? I think if you accept any of these Course in Miracles principles, this is like a big duh. Now, the next sentence here. Why would you struggle so frantically to anticipate all you cannot know? Why would you do that? Don't we do that? We're trying desperately. That's what worry is, right? Worry is imagining all the worst possibilities. And this is what Jesus is saying here. Why would you struggle so frantically to anticipate all you cannot know? We're trying to see through all directions of time and space, but we don't have that ability. We don't know. We don't have that ability in our human experience when we have not fully accepted the atonement for ourselves. That 
knowledge. There's like a veil in our mind preventing us to see it because we do not wish to know the truth fully. So we're making steps in that direction. So why would you so frantically struggle to anticipate all you cannot know when all knowledge lies behind every decision the Holy Spirit makes for you? Which way do you want to live? Do you want to struggle frantically trying to anticipate what's going to be the highest and best? When you could just say, Holy Spirit, you decide for me. Knowing that the Holy Spirit has all knowledge. The Holy Spirit can see through all directions of time and space. What is the highest and best for you and for everyone else? If we just put the Spirit in charge. But we don't trust the Spirit. Why don't we trust the Spirit? Because we don't feel worthy. Why? Because we have a punishing mindset. That's the ego mindset. And the punishing mindset assumes that if we open ourselves to God's direction, God is going to punish us because we are bad. But none of that is actually true. So that's the thing. The whole ego thought system is predicated on... And not just a lie, but a complete illusion, a delusion. Learn of the Holy Spirit's wisdom and the Holy Spirit's love and teach the Holy Spirit's answer to everyone who struggles in the dark. How do we teach it to everyone who struggles in the dark? By living it. By living it. That's why I call it Living A Course of Miracles. (laughs) Go to livingacourseofmiracles.com for more resources. So that's it. We're walking the talk. We're living the love. This is my whole passion. And it is a day-by-day, boots-on-the-ground, moment-by-moment decision-making The thing is, the more we do it, the easier it is until it becomes our way once again. Because we used to live this way. We felt we did have a fall from grace. So grace is still there. We put a block in our mind to grace. But grace is still there. And we can open up to live by grace. And Speaking of grace, in the very next paragraph, oh, actually, there's one more sentence to paragraph 16 here. When he's saying, learn of the Holy Spirit's wisdom and the Holy Spirit's love and teach the Holy Spirit's answer to everyone who struggles in the dark, for you decide for them and for yourself, because all minds are joined. So we've got people in this world who are deciding for anger, for hurt, for pain, for suffering, inflicting it upon other people. If we would like to interrupt those patterns in their minds, if we would like to help the people who are suffering, the homeless children, the children starving to death, the the victims of rape and violence, if we would like to help those people, if we would like to help redeem the murderers and the rapists and the thieves and the people who are racist and sexist and ageist and all of those things, if we would like to help them, we do the work in our own mind. And this is how we help them. For you decide for them and for yourself. This is how we can live a truly helpful life every day in every way. (laughs) And I love it. And if you love it too, come join me in Masterful Living this year. We start on Monday, January 25th. That's our first class. That is the day that registration closes 
please come and join us. We, oh my goodness, we have such a fantastic group of people this year. We're doing the prep work right now. We're doing the group goal setting sessions. We're moving into the activation sessions. We're getting ready for the most extraordinary year ever. If you would like help and support in truly walking the talk and living the love and doing it with fun and having enjoyment and seeing the whole world around you transform Depression dissolved, anger dissolved, anxiety dissolved. These are the results that people have year after year. If that sounds good to you, please come and join us. We have a spot for you. You would be so welcome. If you'd like to have some quality spiritual friends, come and join us. Ah, I'd love to have you in our group. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're walking the talk, we're living the love, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we're back. Thank you for coming back. (laughs) And so we are talking about the highest and best, holding the highest and best for everyone, because the highest and best for anyone is the highest and best for all. And we are looking at the teaching uh, we can think of as called Decide For Me, which is in... Section 3 of Chapter 14 of the text. Section 3 is entitled, The Decision for Guiltlessness. And so that's what we're, we're doing. We're undoing the conscious guilt, unconscious guilt, that drives our lives. And one of the premier ways that we can do that is to practice this highest and best for everyone, and doing it through you decide for me. So let's go to paragraph 17 now, where Jesus says, How gracious it is to decide all things through him whose equal love is given equally to all alike. (laughs) And he uses a rare exclamation point there. How gracious it is to decide all things through the Holy Spirit, whose equal love is given equally to all alike. So if we'd like to live by grace, this is the way to do it. Highest and best for all, you decide for me. If, if it's the highest and best for all, doesn't it have to be our highest and best? Yes. And some people uh, we would be in the mindset of, I-, I can't hold the highest and best for the people I don't like, for the people that I think should be punished, for the people that I think are bad and wrong. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. I- I- I've definitely been the person who would drink the poison to punish somebody else. Definitely have been that person. So I've learned from it, though, and I've learned that it's not my way. And that's why I don't like it. That's why it doesn't make me happy. My way is the highest and best for all. It's the high way. (laughs) ACDC has that song, Highway to Hell. We're on the highway to heaven. Yes. Next, he says, Holy Spirit leaves you, no one outside you. And so Holy Spirit gives you what is yours because your Father would have you share it with the Holy Spirit. So, in other words, nothing is outside of us. We're one with everyone And the Holy Spirit gives us what is ours, what we're entitled to, uh, which is heaven, which is joy, peace, harmony, 
freedom, all the spiritual qualities. And the Holy Spirit leaves no one outside of us. And so the Holy Spirit gives us what is ours because our Creator has designed us so that because we're one, we share everything to have, give all to all. Right? It's another way of that teaching coming forward. To have it, give all to all. To have the highest and best, hold the highest and best for all. And yeah, it's challenging times when on the screen of our life we see people that have political views and make choices that we think are criminal, that we think are so wrong and so bad. And it's really tempting to want to hold them not in the highest and best. It's really tempting. And it is for this time we were born. This is our work now. And this is how we liberate not just ourselves, but with everyone being liberated. In everything, be led by the Holy Spirit and do not reconsider. Trust the Holy Spirit to answer quickly, surely, and with love for everyone who will be touched in any way by the decision, the decision that we are making. Trust the Holy Spirit to answer quickly, surely, and with love for everyone who will be touched in any way by the decision, and everyone will be. Yes. So our decision to teach only love, our decision to hold the highest and best for everyone, our decision to know the truth, our decision to be the peace will benefit everyone. Would you take unto yourself the sole responsibility for deciding what can bring only good to everyone? Would you know this? You taught yourself the most unnatural habit of not communicating with your creator, yet you remain in close communication with God and with everything that is within God as it is within yourself. Unlearn isolation through God's loving guidance and learn of all the happy communication that you have thrown away but could not lose. So another thing here is that the the appearance is that we've turned away from spirit, that we've abdicated and squandered our inheritance like the prodigal son. And what Jesus is saying here, you've thrown it away, but you couldn't lose it. Just like the prodigal son. The, prod- the greatest inheritance the prodigal son had was what? It wasn't the money. It was the love of his parents. That is the greatest inheritance that he had. And even though he squanders the money, the inheritance is intact. Because when he goes home, he is welcomed with love. The same love that went with him when he took his inheritance to go and travel as young people do. They do that. That's, we, we wish for them to do that. I certainly did that. Freely letting them do that, make their own choices, have their own learning, brings them, it lets you know that, the, lets them know you are loving towards them, that you trust them. And so sometimes it's very hard to trust people, so we have to trust the spirit within them. And instead of energizing that they can't do it, that they don't have what it takes, that they don't know what they're doing, that they're going to fail, instead of energizing all of that, we hold the highest and best. And it's not easy because we're undoing all the patterns of worry and fear in our mind. This is such an important thing for us to understand and really, really be willing to get it. The things that bother us the most, 
the things that act like sandpaper on our mind. These are the very things that have come to help us be vigilant only for God. These are the things that are so tempting to go into negativity, and they are the very thoughts, the very challenges that we have asked for to help us to be inspired, to be motivated, to finally become vigilant only for God. It's very tempting to do what we've always done, which is to go into fear and negativity, condemnation, punishment, withholding love, attacking, complaining, berating, taking offense, and all the other things that happen when we get triggered. But if we can realize that every single trigger is a way for the Holy Spirit to say, give this some love, give this some love. Be willing to give this belief up. Give this thought up. I I feel very fortunate that I realized that's what those triggers were for. They were to help me become vigilant for God. Because otherwise, I would just keep thinking those thoughts and doing those things without any real notice, unconsciously perpetuating them year after year after year after year. And when I had the realization of what I was doing, I had it because I kept asking the Holy Spirit to show me the way. Show me the way, show me the way, show me the way. So that's what Jesus is saying here in this paragraph 18. You taught yourself the most unnatural habit of not communicating with your creator. Yet you remain in close communication with God and with everything that is within God as it is within yourself. Unlearn isolation through God's loving guidance and learn all of all the happy communication that you've thrown away but could not lose. So everything you thought you threw away is still yours. Come home, prodigal son. The next paragraph, 19, is whenever you are in doubt what you should do, think of God's presence in you and tell yourself this and only this. God leadeth me and knows the way which I know not. Yet God will never keep from me what God would have me learn. And so I trust God to communicate to me in all that God knows for me. I'm going to say this again. So this is what we tell ourselves when we're in doubt. God leadeth me and knows the way which I know not. Yet God will never keep me from what God would have me learn. And so I trust God to communicate to me all that God knows for me. Again, trust is required. Willingness is required. This is the only way that we can do this level of practice. But you will be amazed, as I was amazed, how quickly it works. The thing is, we get distracted. Other things become more important. It's what happens to us because it's not that important to us. So that's why we taught ourselves the most unnatural habit of not communicating with our Creator. But doesn't it make sense that if we turn things over to Spirit, just logically, if we turn things over to Spirit and we believe that Spirit is perfect love, won't we be led back to ourself in perfect love the way that the prodigal son was guided back home? Remember, I, I, I love the story of the prodigal son because I feel so much like it's my story, as we all can do. So the prodigal son had had fallen so low, right? He was living among the pigs in the pig farm, working on a pig farm. And as I always say, you have to think of this, Jesus knew his audience. 
he was talking to a bunch of Jews, right? So the pigs are the lowest of the low, right? So he hears the prodigal son realizing the pigs eat better than I do. I could go home and be a servant in my father's house and have a better life. And that's what propels him home, to be a servant. So when we're energizing the highest and best for everyone, we're being that servant of the light. What we're doing is we're remembering our true identity. And in our true identity, as being the very fullness of God, right? Every part of God is the fullness of God. Right? There's no more God over here. Oh, this part of God is more full than that part of God. No, it's every part of God is the fullness of God. That's the nature of a holographic universe. And in this section here, paragraph 19, where he gives us this instruction of what to say to ourselves. After that, he says, then let him teach you quietly how to perceive your guiltlessness, which is already there. So if we would like to quickly move beyond the unconscious guilt and the deep sense of unworthiness and the shame and the blame and the regret and the resentment and the feelings of crucifixion and abandonment and all of that, we just say, Spirit, teach me how to perceive my guiltlessness. Teach me that this is an illusion. Show it to me. Let me see it. It's already there in our mind. So all we have to do is access it. Why can't we access it now? Because we placed these veils in our mind to hide the truth from us. We have to be the ones who are willing to let them go. And we have a very strong attachment to them. The fear of God is tremendous. It doesn't seem like it to a lot of people. What? What's there to fear about God? But the fear of God is tremendous. The undoing of that fear comes through our willingness to align with spirit. I mean, a really fast way to do it is, thy will, not mine. Thy will, not mine. But a lot of people hesitate with that. It scares them. So I understand that. I'm not interested in scaring anybody. So we watch for the triggers because that is the perfect time to have the most extraordinary healing if we are willing. So much healing can happen when we are willing to remember that we are the treasure of God. We are God's treasure. And in this world of illusion, no real harm can come to us, truly. Yes, we can have be maimed and be ill and have all kinds of experiences in this world, but it's not permanent. Truly, we can experience whatever we choose to experience in this world. This is the teaching in the responsibility for sight. I'm responsible for what I see, and everything is just as I wish it would be. Right? I've chosen everything that's happening to me. I'm choosing the emotions I would feel, choosing all of it. So... That's what this world is about. And if we would like to rise above the battlefield that this world is, we must place our trust and faith in spirit to lift us up. We don't have to figure out how to be lifted up. That's one of the beautiful teachings of A Course in Miracles, that we will be carried across the bridge, that rainbow bridge. Uh, we will be carried across it by the love of the people, the beings, the magnificent 
masters and wonderful beings uh, who have crossed that bridge ahead of us. Their love for us will pull us across the bridge, but we do have to be willing to go across the bridge. So we have to be willing to give up the meaning that we've made of everything. And we can do that so quickly with so much ease and grace compared to all the suffering we've experienced when we're willing to hold the highest and best for all. It's not a magic elixir. It is being miracle-minded. And the more miracle-minded we can choose to be, the more miracles we will experience. When we are willing to truly value the things that are not of this world more than the things of this world. The things of this world are our opinions and judgments, the need to be right, the need for things to be the way we would like them to be. This is what keeps us in a loop of pain and suffering. This is what we can truly eliminate, dissolve and resolve permanently back to the root cause and I'm so grateful that we can so grateful that we can and we won't believe it until we're really willing to practice it and see for ourselves I see this all the time in masterful living that people people really are so so grateful so so grateful for our community and the way we practice because they never imagined it was possible for them. But then they join this community and they see, oh, it's happening for me. And then they reach back and help the next person and the next person. And so we're all working together for global liberation. And that's what I'm inviting you to come and join us with this year in Masterful Living. You know, registration closes and then next year, you got to wait till next year. So please consider coming and joining us, making it, this is the year. There's never been a year like this. I think we all know that. Now is the time for us to rise and shine. So I'm inviting you to please consider coming to be a part of our community. And, of course, if it doesn't work for you, you can always uh, leave. It's not a big deal. We are so happy to have you join us. In these teachings of A Course of Miracles lies our salvation, and it is truly the practicing of them is where the rubber meets the road. Uh, so many people think that just studying them is going to do the trick, but it just, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't. It's so ineffective to keep collecting information, to keep collecting uh, these uh, thoughts and having them there uh, but not actually employing them, not actually living them, not actually accepting them. That was one of the big ahas for me, is that I, I was literally teaching the law of cause and effect when it suddenly dawned on me one day, I, I don't have a commitment to walking this talk. I don't. And that's why I'm not happy. Because I am teaching something that I'm only half living. And that's why I feel like a spiritual fake and a spiritual failure. As a spiritual teacher, as a practitioner, even as a minister, I realized I don't have a deep commitment to this, to the truth, to the teachings, to teach only love. I don't. Because when I get upset and I get pissed off and I feel hurt, I have attack thoughts that I think are okay. And I will get other people to be on my side and agree with me how wronged I've been. 
And now I am interested in rising above the battlefield. I'm interested in truly walking the talk every minute of every day. I'm not there yet. I still find myself falling down. And that's okay. I get back up again. And I'm grateful and thankful that I can get back up again. I'm grateful and thankful that there's a way for me to get back up again. I'm grateful and thankful that I can put the Holy Spirit in charge of every decision I make. Because I'm keenly aware that I cannot see through all directions of time and space. But I'd like to. I'd like to have that ability. And that ability is in my mind. And the only thing that prevents me from seeing the truth, knowing the truth, feeling the truth 24-7 is my unwillingness. So my job is to increase my willingness every single day. And that really is what propels me as a spiritual leader and teacher because I am so interested in this that it's all I want to talk about. It's all I want to think about, pretty much. And so my profession, running the Power of Love Ministry teaching and speaking keeps my head in the game. (laughs) And we can all do that. We can all do that. That's why I love to train spiritual counselors and teachers in our Masterful Living community. And they are rising and shining, and it's beautiful. And I love to support them in having a spiritual profession and feeling successful and confident and qualified to do what they love. And it's powerful and beautiful to see it unfolding. I would never have imagined, really, that that what Spirit has given me to do could come to fruition the way that it has so beautifully. If you're interested in joining us in Masterful Living this year, book an exploratory call with one of the spiritual counselors. They can answer all your questions. The details are at jenniferhadley.com. Yes, those exploratory calls are free. Let's pray. So grateful and thankful for the love of God that shines in our hearts and minds. We are grateful and thankful to share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. Highest and best for all. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Mwah. 